BMI, are you excited for the word? Are you excited for the word? As we are about to receive our prophet, I want you to shout, I want you to roar as we welcome my father, your pastor, Pastor Chris. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. If you don't understand the Afrikaans, we are singing. It says his name is like ointment pot. Ointment. They were your hurting. They were your bruise. The chorus writer said, his name, that is the name of Jesus, is as ointment poured forth. It's a balm of Gilead. Sometimes we go through unexplainable difficulties. We do not understand why. But we have a refuge in His name. If we can just mention His name, it is like an ointment poured forth. Sing it one more time, would you? Now you know what it means. Say now. Say now. Say now. Say Nam. Say Nam. Yeah, say Nam. Father, we submit to that name. We pray that our lives will be affected this morning. 
that we will receive that healing that we sang about. May the balm of Gilead bring healing to those that are in need of that healing. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come, Holy Spirit, be with us. Speak to us. Transform us into the image of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We give you praise. We give you adoration. We also give you worship. Because you are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name, amen. You may all be seated. Thank you. Praise God. We are happy to be with you this morning, and we show you're also happy to be here. The Lord will speak to us through His Word. Amen. We have uh, some interesting things happening soon. If God spares us, then we will have uh, Pastor Lafoy with us next week here. And um, you, you notice that we have put in the windows on, the, on, the, on my right. So hopefully next week we'll start on this side. Amen. So when the winter comes, it won't catch us. Praise God. Continue to give every time there's an appeal for giving. And you will surely be blessed. Hallelujah. We had a wonderful visit this week from the mayor. I, I showed you all the nice pictures. Did you see the pictures? Yeah, I took the mayor to the cross. So that he can stand. I believe he's a Jew by birth. So I took him to the cross of Jesus and he was very impressed with what he saw and he asked for a kind invitation to come when we do the official opening. I don't know when that will be. Amen. So God is giving us favor in high places. Amen. I didn't want to take a picture because Bishop Dag always reminded us Pastors must not be excited to take pictures with politicians. Because Jesus never took a picture with Pontius Pilate. He wasn't interested in highfalutin people. He came to the common people. That's why although I stood with the mayor on... When was it, Yadre? Thursday. Today I've come back to the common people. I'm glad to have Sister Jenny here, Pastor Stan's wife. Can Pastor Stan and Pastor Sister Jenny? <laughs> Lovely to have you here, Jenny. Pastor Stan, you were also supposed to stand so that way, but you're here every week. They have a wonderful church uh, in Easter River, but they are just here for a short while just to also learn to observe and to learn. Amen. That's very wise of them to come and learn. Amen. May the Lord bless you. And may you not just learn from what you see, but may the spirit of this house also go with you. May you also have a mega church. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. That is how I caught the anointing by observation, by following. 
by going. If God spares me, I will be in Accra this week in Ghana. If God spares, if it's His will, if it's His will. But my pursuing of God's power and His anointing makes me go to places. Are you with me? Solomon traveled a long distance to see the wisdom of uh, Sheba, the queen of Sheba. She traveled, the Bible says she traveled a long distance to see the wisdom of Solomon. The problem with our people is that you want things to come to you. <laughs> you must listen to what I'm saying to you today. You don't have the humility. You don't have the urge. You, you maybe don't have the wisdom to go for what you want in life. You must pursue anything that you want. You must pursue it. Mike Murdoch says, the prodigy is like a learner. He says, the prodigy uh, pursues the mentor. The mentor does not pursue the prodigy. So, they must ask, when you pass to me, they must ask, how do I pass to you? The prodigal son's father never went after him. In Luke 15, he packed his bags and he left. The furthest the father went was the hekki. Can you see the hekki? He had stood by the hekki and he saw his son disappear over the hill. But he never pursued him. Never sent servants. You know we had servants? Because he said, my father has many servants. He never told his servants, follow him. As he will go, he will go. We feel your jammer. When we know the farke wacht for you. I speak now the Bible. I don't want to be scoffed. You don't have to do not interpret me wrong. I say, if you go, we feel sorry. Because we know the swines wait for you. But because of grace and mercy, we are waiting by the hecky for you to come. There's many great things in the Father's house. Nice things. If only you would come. So I'm saying that because of Pastor Stan and Sister Jenny that come. Pastor Clint Ross, my brother, was speaking here when the mayor came. There was a little service, and he was the speaker, and his message was the difference in people. And one of his points was that the difference in people is who they pursue, <laughs> who you run after. Everybody is running after somebody. You don't say it. Maybe you like Tupac, so you, you run after Tupac. You watch him on YouTube, you listen to his CDs. That is who you pursue. You can see the difference in people in who they pursue. So the question is then, who are you, who are you pursuing? It's powerful, isn't it? At any rate, let me come back to the basics. Hallelujah. 
I want to continue teaching you, and after this, some of us will be going to Excelsior. They are 40 years old today, and they've invited me to be the speaker at their 40th anniversary. And I'm taking some of the ex-head boys and head girls with me here. We took the cream from that school, and they are all with us in the... Oh, you didn't know, Virgil was a head boy. Virgil, stand so they can see. It was a head boy at Excelsior. Yeah. And uh, Chesney was the head girl. Is that right? Yeah. Maybe. And, and Sergio was the head boy. Pastor Sergio. I don't know. And the others were all rebels that are here. How many of you are Excelsior pupils? Excelsior. Don't be shy. Go, Celis, come. Were you also at Excelsior, Sister Jenny? Wow. They're 40 years old today. We are, we are preaching in the Anglican church. Yeah. We can't shout hallelujah. We must just speak very reverently. Anyway, I want to continue. Some weeks ago, I uh, spoke to you about humility and about the humility of a child. Because I really find that if I should be preaching my last sermon, it's a question that every pastor must ask himself. What would he say to the people if it's his last sermon? What keys would he give to help them? And uh, we unpacked what it means to be like a child. And one of the reasons why I think it's so important is uh, pride is our biggest problem. And when I visited uh, Bishop Dag and all his team, I, I saw something that, that I didn't see here in Cape Town. And what has happened, Pastor Stan, is that we brought whatever I saw there, I liked what I saw, and I brought it back here. So when pastors come, there were so many pastors that came here on Thursday, and of course many of them were surprised at what we were doing, and... Uh, Pastors often like what they see, not just by the building, but the interaction of myself and my people. Are you all listening? It's like when I say to this one, go, then he go. And when I say to that one, come, then he comes. That's what the centurion said to Jesus. I'm a man of authority, so if I say, go, go. If I say, come, come. See? So he said to Jesus, you can also speak. Don't still come. So you were a man of authority. You see, but that thing can't work anywhere and everywhere. Please listen. So now see the pastor, the pastor said for me, how come is your men so gehoorsam? They say, gaan and gaan hulle. They say, kom dan kom hulle. And as they say, wacht dan wacht hulle. As they say, blaf and blaf hulle. I say, my my man, this is so nice. Alles hard kopig. Alles duivels. Ek moet een raadvergadering hou voor ek een ding kan recht doen. And I said to him, what you see here is not what you will get tomorrow. It's teaching that will transform your people. Are you listening? 
Now, I'm fully aware that there's a lot of new faces because this is how God works. He's always bringing in new people. And that's why, although I've taught this message a number of times, I find it very important to inject you with this antivirus against man's biggest problem, and that's pride. People are not successful in life because pride comes just before they fall. And many people are falling, embarrassed, shameful. But God lifts up the humble. Hallelujah. So if I should leave something with you, it is that something that will make God help you. And that's the spirit of humility. Turn your Bibles, please, to Philippians very important. Today we are looking at the humility of a servant. Amen. What it means to be humble like a servant. Philippians 2 verse 5. It's such a very important scripture and popular. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So you can have another mind. Are you all listening? The mind that is in you might not be the right mind. What do you do with your mind? You think with your mind, isn't it? So the way you are thinking might be incorrect. I have a poster in my office that says, think correctly, quickly. And surprisingly, the mayor of Cape Town was taking pictures of my posters. He said, hey, what my I say, I like this. I said, you see, Mr. Mayor, most people, when they are gray, it's gris, it's out, it's gebeig. Then he say to the young people, you mustn't do it that way. Because now, the wisdom makes him think correctly. Are you with me? The years of beating has made him realize, no, but this is not, this thing won't work. And he's right. He's correct. He's now thinking correctly. But here's the problem with wisdom. Wisdom is only beneficial for young people. Are you with me? But by the time as a right sister, as a talah, Hy het moes nooit so met my man aangegaan het. Allee, nou, sis voet, sis, jyre. As ek net sy hand nog eenmaal kan vastsou, jyre. Sy dink recht, sy dink recht. Ma. So you must think correctly, but think, think now, all right? So that's why when we teach you, you see, it is to give you a correct frame of mind. Now, if you say, there's nothing wrong with my thinking, you are the right person that I want in the service. Because the, the Bible says, let this mind, not your mind, let this mind be in you. What mind? The mind that was in Jesus. 
Wow! You must think the way Jesus thought. Uh-huh. So what? How did he think? Let's have a look. He was in the form of God. This is the King James Version, verse 6. And he didn't think it was wrong because he was equal with God. Hallelujah. Last night I was sitting in my lounge and I was just reminiscing of this woman who stood here last week. And she said something so powerful. She said her favorite text in the Bible. I've never heard this before. Never ever heard somebody use this verse as a favorite verse. And she was not all excited about it. I don't know how many of you were here. Was it Sunday? Easter? Yeah, she said her favorite verse in the Bible was John 1 verse 1. She said, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. But she gets excited to say, and the word was God. <laughs> and she said it's the only scripture she knows. And she, she, she recites it to her father who's old and sitting in the chair. Then every time he asks her, <laughs> And then she says it again. In the beginning was the word. Come on. And the word was with God. And the word was? Wow. That's why Philippians says he did not think it robbery to be equal with God. He was with God, but he was also God. That's the mystery of Christianity. It's called the, the Trinity. God is three, but is one. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Then it goes on in verse uh, 7. Although he was equal with God, he now made himself of no reputation. Wow. He made himself of no reputation. He didn't it didn't bother him what the people thought about him. And he took on him the form of a servant. The form of what? A servant. And was made in the likeness of man. Mercy. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. May the Lord bless the reading of this precious portion of His Word. This is beautiful description of Christ, the humble servant, the suffering servant. It goes on later to say God lifted him, but He lifted him, exalted him, gave him a name that is above every other name. And I want you to see the correlation between humility and lifting. Amen. I want you to be lifted high. All of you be lifted high. And the only way up is first the way down. Hallelujah. So if you're new here and you find strange the way that we operate, it's the teaching that I will give you now that might make you also operate in the same fashion. So you will catch what we call the philosophy of this house. Look, many of you come from places where you were in another church. You saw something done in a certain way. That is that house there. It's fine. I don't have a problem there. I don't interfere with what they do there. But this house has its own culture. Are you listening? 
it has its own principles, philosophy. Yes. And you must adapt to the culture of this house. Oh, yeah. So when you see people running, standing, waiting, it's nothing to do with uh, some strange thing that we are doing. It's just a biblical thing of humility. Because if you are a servant, I'll explain to you now how a servant behaves. And the Bible says that Jesus became a servant. So what about us? Let us also be servants because if you want to have God fight against you, then you must be proud and you will see God resist the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. In Luke 22 verse 26, he said, you must not be so. He that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. And he that is the chief, may he be like one that serves. Amen. Some years ago, I went to Ghana for the first time. And I go, I've gone there every year since. In 2011, I think Jedre was my first trip. And amazingly saw the humility of the people. Yes. I saw the pastors, they come in, they serve. There's nothing like you. Now you have a pastor's title and you want to just be sitting. No, all the pastors that have huge churches, they all travel from across the world to the conference, the huge conference in Accra. And then they are either ushers or they are protocol people. or they are, it's, it's wonderful. It's something to behold. Yeah. The man who hosted me at his house, I stayed at one stage. He's a bishop of a big church. But there is just a boy. Those people have got it right to make everybody understand the mind of Christ. It was there where two security guards were called while the bishop was preaching, just to make an example. And they were called, they were standing at the gate, like our guys standing at the gate. And they were called to the stage, and uh, the bishop asked them to tell the crowd, what do they do? They said, no, we're, we're securities. No, they said, no, no, not, not now. What do you do in the week, Monday to Friday? <laughs> the one was a general practitioner doctor and the other one was a special surgeon who cut into the brain but now for the conference they and this way that way and slow down I couldn't believe my, what my eyes Behold, because I come from this place here. You don't find that here. Our people don't even have a proper degree. A first grad. Then will I respect this. I will eat to eat a race at the because I can eat food. And I got a mind shift, my mind changed. I saw humility and I realized why the church is big, why the church is great, because God is involved here. God has lifted these people because of their humility. 
And I said, Lord, I want this. I want it, Lord. I wish my people can be like this. Then Bishop taught me something. Bishop is my pastor. There's not one Sunday you won't hear me talk about my pastor. I go, why you keep the said? That's how much you must talk about me. So I show you the way. Bishop told me, Chris. Pastor Chris, he calls me Pastor Chris. Anything you like, anything you want in life, you can have it, but you must build it. Yeah, one of the great keys. I have many keys from him. That was the key. He said, you want a great choir? You can have it, but you must build it. You want people to flow with you, to be humble with you? You can have it, but you must. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Not build like this. It's a different build. Come on now. You want a good house where your wife knows her place, the children are obedient to you. You can have it, but you must. Manner are going to take over your limit, upstanding your frower. I will tell you, come in, no, that's right. As next foot, I take my little manner like so, puppy so on my woman. Yeah. Because women can't help what they do. No. It, they are cursed to do what they do. Your desire shall be for your husband. It's a curse. So they can't help it. If a woman is not like that, then something, the curse is not working on her. But the curse works on every person. I'm talking about if you want it, you can build it. Are you with me? So even in your household, I mean, your dream is that you are the head of the house, your wife is your yalpa. That's a dream, isn't it? Your children say, Daddy, Daddy, would you like some tea? Ay! It's a what? But do you know you can have it? I said you can have it, but you must. So there comes a time where you must say to your missus, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> There's this program on, on YouTube. What's that lady name you like to watch? That lady that is the husband? Mo and who? Mo and Waffles. Not this Mo, it's another Mo. But this Mo is the same as that Mo. Is it what? Can you bang us? I bang. In that movie, the husband one day decided, he is not enough of what his wife wants to do. He says, hey, hey, hey. I am the head of this house. I am the head of this house. So the wife and the daughter, they were two of the same age, uh, the same height, they were big. So they looked at each other in shock. What did they do now? And then suddenly they burst out laughing.
Look, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. I'm to, sometimes I talk about domestic issues, all right? And you think I must just be preaching biblical studies text to you. But when you finish with this biblical studies preaching, you must go home to that wife that's going to tell you, Zai! Was is going to happen? Roep me as I clear it. Make me so my cup of tea. Is that right? Is that right? So don't, 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 don't come here and think that I must. I can't teach you highfalutin stuff. I'm a biblical scholar. If you didn't know, I have a master's degree in religious studies from the University of Cape Town. Yeah. I know numerology, eschatology, hmm. swimmingology. Wacht, laat ons by die woord van die Heere bly. Jesus said that you will be like a servant if you're humble. Alright? So what does a servant do, Pastor? Number one, a servant will be happy to do small jobs. Menial jobs. If you, if any, when we talk about the term servant, let's forget about politics. You know, our country has a bad history, so People don't like terms like servant, but servant is a general term even used in the days of Jesus. It's like a laborer or somebody who works for you. Amen? If you imagine you have a servant in your house or somebody that works and you say to him, Tell God, die up. I say, Nee, I can't pay for that. No, no, you no, don't pay me for that. I'm just here to sweep. If I must bend to pick up, then it's extra. Can you call somebody like that a servant? No. A servant is willing to do the menial task. He's willing to stand at the gate. He's willing to stand by the bathrooms. We now, we have to give it uh, highfalutin terms. We call it, Robin, where are you? Uh, facility care manager. Say, is toilet cleaner, man? As it your man, it's a name. Because it's too much. They shall not do it. It's funny how we are, isn't it? You can't, your, your mind is not going to... What must the people think about me? But you see, a servant, a servant, and this is humility. Jesus, look, people say humility is you must always smile, you must always greet. Don't be fooled by those things. No, 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 no. Jesus made it very clear. A, a, a humble person is two things. Either like a child or like a servant. Simple. Don't talk about smiling. And mensen smile as tikkel jou nog altijd in die rug. Is dit waar? Of jou skoene is stikkend, is humble. No. So that's a wrong impression. Jesus said, be like a servant. So the first thing. You are, you can do menial, menial means small jobs, isn't it? You can't do construction, isn't it? That's why you don't come here on a Saturday to help me. You are too big. No, 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 that's for the lighties. I'm too big. I'm surprised how some people can be humble to come here and take a broom. I'm very, I'm very blessed when I see it. Because I'll do that myself. There's nothing here that 
it's been done that I didn't do. Yeah, no. Mixing daga, pushing wheelbarrows, cleaning toilets. I'm one of the best toilet cleaners, I tell you. I know, I know, I, I use special. Don't bring me any Hong Kong toilet cleaning stuff. Andy, Andy, that's my thing. That's my thing. And a scrub bottle and a gel lapi. I toilets are so blunt, they believe that. Again, it's my job. I, I like that's the stuff I like. I like cleanliness. Cleanliness is beautiful. You see? But a servant, only a servant can do that. Yeah, you become too big, then you can't. May the Lord have mercy on you. Can I ask you to do small things? Can I ask you to move the chairs? We are always blessed with Pastor Evans and, and the others. This is a doctor from, from UC, UWC, PhD. Every Saturday, sweeping, packing mats. We shout at him, ah, with this thing is humility. Yay! Rally up! Aish. But he's from Ghana, so of course, the, the, the devils here didn't catch him yet. The, the proud devils didn't get him yet. And then he wanted to marry a colored woman. I said, Yay! Jesus! Nach for you and Garis! Nach! So I sent him back to Ghana. He's married a wife there now. She's coming soon. She's coming soon. The Lord is gracious to you. Sit down, boy. Sit down. Yeah. But it doesn't say because I'm a PhD. Yeah. We have, we have high degrees. An MA from UCT is not small. A PhD from UWC is not small. It's not this stuff you buy over the internet. No, no, no. But it doesn't, it, it shouldn't come to our minds. Let this mind be in you which was in Christ. Although he was... From heaven, he became a servant on this earth. Hallelujah. He even washed the feet of the disciples. Peter said, But then Jesus eventually washed his feet. Amen. Are you with me? Jesus taught us this thing. You know, when, he, when the greatest miracle was when he broke the bread for feeding the 5,000 people. That was now a supernatural miracle of multiplication. So we told the disciples, right, yalla, pastora, stand in full. Whenever you give one fish, another one will be in your basket. Hey! And as these guys were walking through the crowd, the bread never went, ran dry, the fish never went up. So the people must have thought, Bishops, Udalanga. And as the people were eating, lekker vis jong, gebreide vis en lekker roosterbrood. So the crumbs is falling on the floor of the lightest mess. 5,000 men only. And you can imagine the women and the children. And after that, Jesus said to this, Bishops, Right, yalla. Ganali drum. Ganali drum. Go fetch the buns. 
fetch the baskets and pick up all the stuff that was fallen on the ground like servants. It doesn't matter if the people thought you were bishops a few minutes ago. Now the people will see you as my servants because that was the mind that was in Christ Jesus. Let that mind also be in you. Can we send you to do things? Can we ask you to do small things? Think about it. Think about it. It's the kind of church I would like. So I'm building it now. What am I doing? I'm building it. I'm building it. So I'm watching with my one eye who does menial work for promotion's sake. Are you with me? I've got another poster in my office that says that my biggest problem is I notice everything. And the mayor also took a photo of that one. My biggest problem, I notice everything. I'm looking, always looking. Number two, when you're humble like a servant, you accept the basic conditions of life. All right? Basic conditions. The meager conditions. In other words, you don't ask for an air-conditioned room if there's nothing available. You can stay in any place. When we had the people now visiting and we're going to have them next year in abundance, we were concerned about where do we sleep the people, you know? And at one stage we realized, look, we must teach our people to be humble so that if, even if we have to sleep uh, five, four double, double bunks in a Wendy and tell them eight of you will stay there. It can be easy because if they're humble enough to say, we don't need super conditions to stay here. We are servants. But if you now must think, oh, the people are going to be offended. The people will be offended if we don't put them in nice places. It becomes so difficult. But the servant will accept any condition. I normally sleep in the outer room, isn't it? They're not in the main house, isn't it? They don't have the big bedroom. That's a servant. I'm talking about you now. As it is for you. Say, I look so good weg as the dance class. Or see no news in the rond. Jesus. And don't laugh about what I'm... You can laugh. I, I'm a very humor, humoristic preacher. But also think behind my jokes, there's something serious. Yeah. Think about what I'm saying. Think about you. Are you always just going to be prim and proper, lady? do Say, so makeup, I can use your frame. It's the fact. I'm too afraid that I will spoil your makeup and your nails. There's nothing wrong with makeup. Ladies must wear makeup. Ladies must have nails. But it's just that, let that not stop you from being a servant. Isn't it right? I don't know. How do ladies wash dishes with that long stuff? Huh? Dishwasher! Yeah. Any rate, I think it means a quad monkey. I'm moving, I'm moving. Number three, are you there? Are you willing to be trained in your new work? Whenever a servant comes to work for you, 
And if you never had servants, God is going to give you a lot of people that will work for you. Receive the prophecy in Jesus' name. And whenever you get somebody new at your house, the person must be trained, isn't it? Yeah. The person can't say, Uncle, this is your wash. They say, ah, ah. You don't spit on my windows. Thais da wat jy vanaan kom. Here you use window cleaner. I want a clean rare. You, you explain to him how you want the job to be done in your house. Right or wrong? And he must be willing to be... If he says, Nah, do not be soon. That's what he says. Tsaila. Tsaila. I'm going to get me someone else. True or not true? Because that's the role of a servant. You must be willing to be trained in your new role. Right, Pastor Stan? Now comes the by BMI. I'm talking to you. You say, no, we, we don't, we don't, we, where we come from, we never did it like that. You see, you're not a servant. So you're not willing that we show you how we do things here. This message today is how we do things here. All right. Retrain, train, and retrain. That's the two words. You must be trained and retrain. Because you come from another church, isn't it? People generally in Cape Town are religious, so they have been to one or two churches, minimum. So now we say to you, no, that's not how we do it here. You were trained like that by the Methodists, but now we train you differently. Are you with me? And you conke it yellow vizers is gadra. He can say inaka kaladra. I'm just making a stupid example, but just to show you that you must be willing to be retrained. And that's a that's a servant. Whenever you are not, nay, nay. You can differ from me, but in my mind, I think you're proud. As in my mind. You have your mind, I have my mind. In my mind, according to the scriptures, if you're not willing to be retrained, you are proud. Because you did, it means you don't have the, the heart of a servant. A servant coming to you. If, if, if I send my servant to somebody else's house and he wants his windows cleaned in another way, maybe with chemical, then you say, okay, although my former master said, in the uh, window lean, this guy likes chemical. I might be off, but in anyway. Is that for pots, no? Yeah, that's my wife's department. I don't touch the pots. I do the toilets. <laughs> you say, okay. I'm willing to be retrained. And I said, well, you must fire. I said, are you willing to be retrained? Ecclesiastes 4 verse 13 says, 4.13, put it on the board. Better is a poor and a wise child than an old and foolish king who will no longer be admonished. Number four, quickly, let's run through this. I'm finishing. When you're humble like a servant, you honor the master God has placed over you. 
You honor the master God has placed over you. Malachi 1 verse 6 says, A son honoreth his father. Malachi 1 verse 6. A son honoreth his father. Put it in yellow. And a servant honor his master. Is it in the scriptures? Is it in the scriptures? Oh yeah. So there's a level of honor that the servant brings to the master. Giving honor is then the duty of a servant. What is honor? Honor is a high level of respect. Are you all listening? It's a high level of respect. But if you lose this humility, you find it very difficult to honor anyone. Yes. And Cape Town has that problem. But if you are humble, you will practice the art of honoring those to whom honor is due. Hallelujah. Now, who must you honor? The Bible says, honor your mother and your father. Honor your pastor, honor your teacher, honor your master. And if you find it difficult to honor any of these people in your life, it means you have developed an invisible cloak of pride. Say mercy. That's why when they asked me to come speak at the school, I didn't think twice because my former teachers are still there. And because of my honor, my high level of respect for them, I must go. I must go. Now the devil is in the church. That's the problem. Just think about it. If you see your former teacher at, at, uh, in the shop, won't you always say, Hi, my vrouw van Veek is ek. She say, Hi, my vrouw van Veek is ek. But you still have a level of, you don't say, hey, say Susie. No. There's honor. But somehow when it comes to the church, hey, hey, the enemy is too strong in the church. He's hiding in the church pews. Yes, you must honor. Amen. Bishop Duncan Williams had a friend. You know Bishop Duncan Williams? The bishop, the apostle of prayer. He's coming to BMI. He's coming to BMI. Bishop Dag told me that he spoke to a friend who was a classmate of Bishop Duncan Williams at Bible school. So when he he left, they all started their own ministries. But he, he didn't recognize that there's a greater anointing on his classmate than him because they are, they are, they are, but he saw him rise and rise and rise in the ministry. And you know, he has an international platform, Archbishop Duncan Williams, respected across the world for his power in prayer. So he said to Bishop Dag, I should have, should have submitted under him and worked with him. I would have been far in the ministry. So Bishop said, but can't you still do it? He said, no, it's too late. My season of grace for that is over. It's over. I didn't recognize the giftedness of God in another man. Because I didn't want to feel like a, I can be his boy. 
If I tell you my stories, you'll be surprised. I offered pastors to, to work with me. Work with me. We're going places. One pastor, I told him, run my Bible school. No, no, no. God called me also to be a pastor like you. Today, the students in my Bible school is three times as much as the people who sit in his church. I'm not lying. But you see, it's an invisible cloak of pride that comes on us. We can't recognize, hey, this guy, God has given him something. We all want to be the same. We all want to be the same. It's not like that in life. Everybody's not the same. Amen? Don't let it be too late for you to be a servant. Hallelujah. Number five, quickly. If you are like a servant, you can wait patiently for instructions. You can wait. Patiently. Now, you'll notice something about our people. Pastor Robin and Pastor Charlie has been blessed because whenever I travel, I take them with me as much as I can so that I don't have to explain things to them. They also see what I see. Then they in turn come and teach you how to behave. One of the things we really like is when people wait I had to teach my wife this thing. Not just my wife. People that's from, that's not part of our church. Yeah. Like, like at my house, my mother-in-law stays there. So she doesn't have our culture. Yeah. So when any of my people is waiting for me, then she gets like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I hypertension. <laughs> the people, the person is waiting for you. It's already five minutes. Then I say, Mama. So you are trained to wait. There's not a problem. But you see, in a normal mind, makla, makla, makla. But people who can't wait, they don't have a servant heart. The servant waits outside the door till his master is done. Oh, you don't like my preaching, huh? It's too hard for you, isn't it? God is going to lift you if you can be like a servant. Bishop Dag told me sometimes he, he has a lot of meetings. You see, you sometimes don't know what the master does. Servants mustn't be silly to think the master is getting money for doing nothing. Oh, no. There's a lot of responsibility on the master. So Bishop said, sometimes when I, uh, I would really like to see people, but I have, I have other meetings. Then when I rush out to see if they're still there, then they couldn't wait and they left. I so much wanted to spend time with them to nurture them and to train them in ministry. But they couldn't wait and they left. One day I met a girl uh, at Anagazo campus, the Bible school of Bishop Dag. She asked me because she knew I was uh, close to Bishop. She said, I just want to see Bishop for one, just to say hello. Is there no way you can make it possible? But it was very difficult because there were hundreds of people waiting to see. I said, no. I'll try my best. But the night went over, we had a dinner in the, in the gardens, we couldn't make it. So I met her at the airport the next day. We were all flying back to South Africa. She's from Kayalicha, this girl. I said to her, hey, I'm sorry, man, I, I tried my best, but it was just the, the line of ministers was too long. She said, no, I saw him. I said, how? What? She said, yes, I saw him. I said, how? She said, 
I sat outside the door till 3 a.m. the morning. From I left at about half past 11 the night. She said, I sat outside that door till 3 a.m. in the morning. When he's finished with his last meeting, and he came out and he asked, who's this girl? And then they said, oh, master, she's been waiting for you for four hours. And she said she spent a half an hour with him because he, he appreciated the fact that this girl had a heart to wait. Mama Jai, Jai, asi ba yau ni? Kom ons as eerlik, ne? Jai, het mos die tyd verdien nie, man. Jai, wacht vir a man. As hy nog jonger as Jai. Test your heart. A servant can wait. I don't know if you can wait. Servant can be sent anywhere. That's number six. Number seven, a servant don't need to be thanked. I'm going to close with this one, okay? Ek, ek, maak, ek, maak, ek sluit af. Nee, wa, 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 is nog so a klintje. A servant don't need to be thanked or acknowledged for everything. Luke 17 verse 10. When you have done all things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. My wife's family member came to visit here and then, uh, I don't know, somebody was doing something for me and then she said, Oh, these people are so lovely, you know. Say thank you to them. And, and then the one, one, of my, one of my members said, we are unprofitable servants because they are trained. You, you, you must still be trained, but they were trained. They said, no, 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 we don't need a thank you. We are unprofitable servants. We have done what we came to do, what, what, what we're supposed to do. She was surprised, this lady. She said, huh? I've never heard this before. But it's the Bible. Now we must The conference is clear. Ons wil die bedank. Ons gaan vir broer de beer vir om die bedankings te doen. Nummer 1. We don't have bedankings here by this church. There's no such thing. Not that we're rude. We are grateful. But look, we are, we are all servants. So as ons die noem, Sister Johanna, Sister Mary, wat die kerry gemaakt het, Sister Suzy het die saus oor die atapels gegooi, ons bedank. No, no, no. En as ons jou naam noem nie, oeierra, oe. Sy seer vir die hele maan, Die raad moet jou kos sien by jou huis. God heeft mercy on us. If you are a servant, you don't need to sit in the best seats in the church. You don't need a place of honor. You can sit anywhere. I was in Korea many years ago. In Seoul. And I was attending the church growth conference with Dr. Yonki Cho. And uh, my bishop was a great executive board member. 
And he didn't come the first day and the second day. We were quite a number of pastors because he invited us to go. And we were waiting for him. When is he? Then we saw the stage and we saw Bishop Oliver, Bishop Moses Sona, those two from South Africa. And then uh, Oral Roberts' son, Richard Roberts was there. Some great guys, Marilyn Hickey, they were all sitting there on the stage. Then we, I was waiting for my bishop. And then somebody said, no, your bishop is sitting there in the, in the audience. I said, but is he not an executive member? They said, yes, he is, but he came a little late, so he didn't want to disturb the happenings. So we came to sit at the back, and he was sitting like, his wife was sitting next to him. I'll never forget that day. His hand around her, just like lumming. You know what, lumming? He was lambing. <laughs> now look, I'm a very observant man. I look at things and I learn. Then I said to myself, yo, this man doesn't need to be there, man. The humility is too much. I can't take it. Sitting here in the ordinary seats. Here by us, some pastors, they come late as press to show you how they walk through the crowd. Security guards is checking for bombs under the seats. You're a viva for you, bomb. A bomber's dirium. <laughs> and I'm not belittling certain things that people can have, like security. There's no, I'm not saying, but just the heart must be a heart of a servant. Are you with me? Hmm. A servant wants to serve all the time. Amen. This is a beautiful verse of the ladies who served Jesus. You know, that's why they were close to Jesus at the end. In Luke chapter 8, verse 2, a certain, a certain woman which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom came seven devils, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod Stewart, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered to him of their substance. So, the servant is there to minister to the man of God or to the master of their substance. When you lose this humility, you don't want to serve anymore, but you want to be served. Hey. You must serve the people that God gave you. When I ordained pastors the other day, I try to make it clear to them. You will not lord over the people. You won't use your collar to pull rank. And I heard that it happens amongst my pastors sometimes. But I'll, I'll sort them out, no problem. They will be trained and retrained. We, we, we demand respect, but we don't, we don't capitalize on any titles. If you can't take a broom and sweep, you have lost that humility. You can't pack a chair here, you've lost that humility. And all the other 10 points I gave you. The last point is that the servant must want to serve. I'm here to serve the people of Delft, Bella, where else? West Bank, Kills River, Peru. 
Chestnut Place. That's the from from Bella. We can survive there. You have survived anyway. I'm finished preaching. I just hope that what I spoke to you about today will settle in your mind. If your mind can't be changed, then, then I can't help you anymore. Let this mind be in you, which was also in who? Christ. That though he was equal with God, he didn't think it's wrong to say, I and the Father are one. He didn't think it was a robbery to say that. He knew he was equal with God, but he took on himself the form of a servant. Then he humbled himself. I'm sure when they spat on him and they beat him with whips, he must have thought, as vit If you only know who I am and what I can do, but I choose to humble myself. The chorus writer said he, he could have called 10,000 angels to set him free from that cross. Yeah. But he died alone. For you and me. Would you bow your heads, please? The humility of a servant. Oh God. We need this injection time and time again because I need it, you need it, because we can easily forget. We must have that mind, that mind of Jesus. Don't think it's strange when people act in a way of a servant. They are the ones that will be lifted very high. Maybe somebody brought you here today or you're visiting here for the first time. You don't know Jesus Christ. But you've heard today that he was humble as a servant and he went to the cross to die for you. You say, Pastor, I want to change my living. I want to change my life. Please pray for me. Maybe some of the things I mentioned here today affects your life. And God was talking to you. I also want to pray for you. Very few people will acknowledge that they are not proud or they are not humble. Very few will acknowledge. Very. Very few. Is there anyone here that says, Pastor, please pray for me. I need Jesus to help me in my life. Put up your hand. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I feel strong. I see your hand. I'm going to pray for those whose hands are. But I feel strongly to pray for those to whom this message was direct today. Now, you, you, you can be so proud that you think if I stand now, uh, the people will think that I'm a proud person. That, that in itself is pride already. 
But I know God was talking through me to you. Can you do this, the menial jobs? Can you wait? Can you wait for me? Can you be sent anywhere? Stand to your feet, everybody. And those who need prayer for my, for my altar call, come stand here. If you put up your hand, stand here. And if you, if you think you need prayer, that humility will stay on you or that pride will go off you, stand here, stand here. I want to be more like you, more like Jesus. Come out of your seat. Join me here. I want to be more like you, more like Jesus. I want to be a vessel that you work through. I want to be more like you. Sing it. Precious Holy Spirit. I remember serving men of God in my lifetime. I was ridiculed for it. People made fun of me, said, am I a servant of the man of God? But the Lord has lifted me. Because only servants can catch the anointing. Only servants can catch the anointing. The king said, is there not a prophet in Israel? I said, yes, there's a man called Elisha. He has a great anointing. They said, it was that man who used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. It was that man.
He used to carry the water bucket for Elijah. And the prophet said, Hoe kom loop jy so achter die man van God in? Is hy dan na God? The Bible says, when the chariots took Elisha, Elijah to heaven, the mantle fell. And it fell at the feet of his servant. Elisha He picked the mantle up He smoked the Jordan River And he said Where is the God of Elijah And the Bible says The water split into two and The same power that was on his master Was also on him the other prophets who stood by, they didn't get anything. Oh, but the servant. The servant got it. The servant. Father, I pray for your people today. I pray for myself, Lord. That I will never forget. That if I'm not humble, I cannot see the greatness of God. Please forgive my pride. Forgive our pride. Lord, maybe nobody taught us what we heard today. Be merciful to me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my sin. Because my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned. And, that, and done much evil in thy sight. But that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest. And true when thou judgest. Touch the lives of these people. That the anointing of the Holy Spirit come on them. To bring a change in their lives. 